This week's episode is brought to you by the band Genesis, formed at Charterhouse School in Surrey in 1967. One of the most successful and long-lasting lineups consisted of Tony Banks, Mike Rutherford, and singer Phil Collins. He was also the drummer. Genesis. It's always the same. It's just a shame. That's all. This is the only episode that may or may not be a spoiler for both Endgame and Game of Thrones at the same time. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. So, uh, I was kidding. Uh, today we're talking about the progenitor dragons, which are uh, strides that, much like the Zeroth dragons of near the end of Giera, uh, things that represent whole nations rather than just clans. And they are the cover cards of uh, the upcoming premium collection. Now, normally we would just do the, you know, set review and talk about them then, but I think these are a big deal enough to where they deserve their own episode. A, B, I need more, we, we need more, like, ideas for that sick tense because we're always reaching for ideas. And, uh, and C, I think because Zeroth Dragons got their own episode, why shouldn't the progenitor Progenitors. dragons? So, uh, we're just going to go through them one by one like we would do with a normal set review and then kind of talk about them on the whole. So why don't we kick it off with the United Sanctuary one. Alrighty. Progenitor Dragon of Total Purity, Agnos. So, it is a stride. You discard a card with the same card name as a card on your Vanguard Circle and stride it. And then, continuous in the G-Zone, this cannot be turned face-up by card abilities. If this card is face-up, you can stride without paying the stride cost. Imagine the fuckery of, like, alright, turn this face-up with, uh, you know, Asha. Literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, auto, vanguard circle, counterblast one, soul blast one, call as many cards from your hand to all rearguard circles as possible, and then draw three cards. So... Easy. All right, now my question is, is it you keep using your hand like you call on top of stuff until you run out of hand, or is it fill all the circles at once, then draw three? I, I think, like, call on top, yeah, like, call on top of things, because it doesn't specify open rear guard circles, so just however many cards are in your hand, dump them onto your rear guard circles until they're full, I think. But because so, like, it's just the one effect, you're only, like, let's say you have four, you know, like, you're... A force clan, you have five rear guard circles, and you mm-hmm. have seven cards in hand. Do you call five? I would and assume call you call two, f- or I don't know. This is. I would assume you just call five until all rear guard circles has been filled, and then draw the three cards. But this is worded strangely, and they don't have any clarification text. Something tells me it's not going to be like use the entirety of your hand, like call five, and then keep calling cards until you have zero, then draw three. Mm-hmm. Um, because that would be A, stupid, B, stupid, and C, strangely uh, uh, suited to Brave and nothing else. Um, oh god, I can actually like go back and play Brave. Yeah. No, don't. No, man. Um, so, it appears that this is going to be a pattern. The You have to pay the same cost as your Vanguard, much, like, much mm-hmm. as you would with the Xeroth Dragon. And this allows you to stride for free. Oh yep. boy. Matt, hit us with that Dragon Empire. Alrighty. Progenitor Dragon of Lightning Flame Gilgal. Because we have to combine Narukami and Kagura somehow. 
and nothing <laughs> else. Uh, no other, no so other again, Dragon Empire clans. Again, you have to uh, strive with the same name as something on your Vanguard circle, and it can't be turned up by abilities. And it, you can, and as long as it's face up, you can strive without paying its stride cost. So this one has an act on Vanguard Circle, Counterblast 2, Soulblast 1. Until end of turn, this unit battles all of your opponent's units in one attack, and gets power plus 10,000, and gains an auto skill that when its attack hits, you can countercharge 1. I suspect that this skill will likely be Soulblast 1, uh, wipe your opponent's boards, countercharge 3. <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like this one a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, this the card is sweet. I mean, the fact that it's not counting just for that one battle, it's for each thing you hit, you get a counter charge. Mm-hmm. So just like the old brawler shenanigans. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is give, this is giving me late Legion era vibes. This is great. And this feels very Dragon Empire-y, which is nice. Yeah. And uh, I think what's really nice about the G-Zone ability is that, like, this is going to get... Like, if the game pro- is prolonged after this point, this, card, this uh, ability gains a lot of value. <laughs> because like you're no longer paying like uh, stride cost by discarding grade threes, right? Which means you can now start riding them. Oh, so you for keep, gifts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, start, yeah. Start getting more and more circles as Narukami, and then on. God, I want to. God, I want to play Narukami again. It's uh, it's quite fun. I I have the deck, and it's pretty dope. Um, uh, let's see. That's you again, Matt. I think it's. I think. Oh. I, I was just gonna say, cap off. Like I think oh, yeah. this, this is like better than the Royal Paladin one. Oh, it's not even close. Oh, definitely. <laughs> the Royal Paladin one's just really awkward, and I kind of don't know how it works, which is weird. I like how we're calling it the Royal Paladin <laughs> yes. one when it's not technically Royal Paladin. Oh, it's... you're right. It's not ro- the the uh, United Sanctuary one. United same. Sanctuary Royal Paladin. Same thing, really. <laughs> All right. So also, just a reminder that V Max was a new and unique skill. You're yes. right. <laughs> All right. So the Stargate one is uh, it, it looks like a Link Joker card for some reason. I love Progenitor Dragon of Horizon Limit, Origarim. Uh, so again, stride, blah blah blah, stride, pay with the same card, blah blah blah, G Zone can't be turned face up, blah 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 blah. I can stride without paying a stride cost. Anyway, when it attacks, you can counterblast one, and increase or decrease the power of all of your opponent's units to zero until end of turn. I assume there's supposed to be an if you do in there. Uh, like, when it attacks, you can counter boss one if you, if you do. do. Make all of your opponent's power zero. I uh, can't read Japanese, so I'm not sure if that is the... So, this card seems text. pretty good. Uh, I, I just don't know where it's good. Like, <laughs> it's just like a very vanilla effect. It's a very vanilla effect, but it's a great like first stride just to set yourself up for the rest of the game. Like, if like, would you play this card if if like you had a stride that was like give plus twelve k to your front row? Would you like be excited about this card? Not as much. Um, I right. I I think it's better better than the United Sanctuary one. I think. I I think this this is very weak. Really, like. Mm. Like, Counterblast 1 for plus 12k is just not what we expect out of strides. Yeah. Now, if it kept it that way for the turn... Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's for, that's foreshadowing for a couple weeks from now. Um, <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Progenitor Dragon of Gloomy Dark uh, Formido. So, 
the first two thirds of the effects uh, are the same as the last three. If you don't know what it is, you're not paying attention. And then one place you can counterblast one. Your opponent chooses the same number of his or her rear guards as the number of your open rear guard circles and retires them. If three or more are retired, you soul charge five and draw a card. Cool. Uh, this is sweet. Yes. Uh, yeah. A because in pretty much every, like in three of four. Uh, Dark Zone clans, you're going to have an empty-ish board, or you can choose to have an empty-ish board to just get that off, and in and in one case, you're making Excel circles, which makes that more retires. <laughs> um, I like this thing a lot. It helps you, it helps you set up, for, you know, with, uh, with DIs or Pale Moon, and especially Pale Moon, and uh, I, I love this thing, and it's a definite, it's definitely going in my deck. I don't know how it's going to work with Spikes or Gears, though. Yeah, I, most I, importantly, I, it says draw a card on it. Yes, that is. I, I feel like deal. you could make this a dark irregular card, and it doesn't substantially change the card itself. Oh yeah, if you chopped off the last third of that effect and stuck it on like another Shar Hot card, I would have been like, all right. Yeah, uh, no, you could just like literally change this, to, like you know, like the uh, make it like a normal stride for Dark Eye, and we'd be like, yeah, this seems like a pretty good card. Huh. Yeah, the fact that it works with things like Spike Brothers and Gears is really bizarre. <laughs> Because, like, Gears is not a clan that's just like, you know what You know what we need? Soul, Soul Charge 5. Yeah. I'd be curious to see what uh, Spikes could do with this. Miracle Ace comeback, maybe? No. Gotcha. <laughs> um, not even close. Yeah. I, I think you're mostly, like, if you're not DI or Pale Moon, you're just going to be using this for the free stride part and the draw. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think the soul really matters that much now. I, in the very, very limited testing I've done with this in Pale Moon, this is very good on first stride just because, like, yeah, you can go into Master Raid Master Harry, but you know what's even better? Being able to go into Master Raid Master Harry without discarding anything. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be, like, a pattern where you're mostly... You're not going into this card for their effect. You're going into this card for the later turns. Should be noted that this ability can't be used for the uh, Zeroth Dragons because it's not stride, it's ultimate stride, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. So you still Got have it. to discard the same card as your Vanguard. I'm positive that's going to be something that people are going to try to do. So you heard it here first, folks. If someone's going to go into a Zeroth Dragon, they still got to pay the same cost as their Vanguard. All right. Hit All right. Beer. Progenitor Dragon of Deep Sea Ballinarina. So... Again, same two thir- first two thirds of the skills are the same, and then auto vanguard when your opponent's guardian is placed. Discard a grade one or less card from your hand and retire it. Cool. Um, Neat. This is very unMagalanica. <laughs> I think the idea is that Magalanica attacks a lot, and then this helps them attack a lot better. But you're discarding cards every time you do it. As a grand blue player, I just got a little happy. Um, yeah. One thing I dislike about this card and this kind of fits with what I dislike about the United Sanctuary one and what I dislike about the uh, Stargate one Mm. is like you want to use these cards early to set up kind of a long term advantage Mm -hmm. at least like further G-Zone ability but this card is not what that this card doesn't do that right oh because you have to discard the skill well, you like you like presumably if you're starting this thing, you want to use that skill to try to kill them. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like, 
Go ahead. Because like the only thing that's that that can't like this can't get through is a PG, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so like using it early doesn't seem like it would be that effective because they can afford to take a damage or two and kind of neutralize a lot of the effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if you use it a lot early, you're burning through your own hand just as much as your opponent's, so... And, like, striding it and just doing nothing with it feels really bad. Oh, well, yeah. Even if you are gaining a little bit of advantage later. I mean, you're, you're, every card you're guard-breaking is a card you're wasting to guard-break that. Well, I mean, if it's too early, like, how much yeah. how much is your opponent going to even guard? Yeah, and also, like, it's grade one or less, too, so you're going to be discarding a lot of, like, back row and triggers, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, like, you're discarding higher guard on average mm-hmm. than your opponent. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, unless you're going for an early rush and try to finish them quickly, like, it seems like you're sacrificing just as much, if not more, than your opponent. Especially if they're playing a different nation and can stride into something like Gilgal or Formido that can set up a little better than this card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- this is kind of, you know, neither here nor there. But where is his head? Like, it just kind of, it looks like a giant blob. It's right there in front of you. <laughs> I mean, okay, my eye is drawn to his, like, kind of midsection thing with the white. Uh-huh. Yeah, you go that's, up. That's not his head. At the top, I guess it's his head, but that also looks like a hand or a foot. Or, like, it, it, it's, it just... It's not a... You can't ascribe human features to this creature, sir. Oh, for fuck's sake. But just... I, I hate when there's a card and, like, you, your eye is drawn to the wrong thing. Uh-huh. Not the head, like, old Dragon Mage in Narukami. That's a big... Uh, the draw trigger is guilty of it. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. I forgot that card existed. Whatever. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Um, it seems like the the two clans that could use this the best are either Aqua Force if they open up good enough and they can maybe take a gamble, or B, Grand Blue, who can... All right, I'm going to discard this... Oh, wait, no, it's got to be grade one or less. You can't even discard, like, Skeleton Cannon or something. What, not Bermuda? Yeah, like not the clan that can draw the most cards out of the three. I mean, yeah, but don't you want to use those cards for stuff? Yeah, kill your opponent. <laughs> Especially now that we have a better Devil Summoner that we can just rush with. Oh my god! I know. I'm not looking forward. To, I just that that was uh, one of the things I lost to in. Uh, in I think I speak Springfest. for everyone when I say fucking Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to go pick up the TD. Ugh. Just yeah, it's only, it like, online. the best TD I ever fucking made. I know, right? <laughs> Too um, bad the set was awful. Really? Damn. Um, I mean, there's the, the you need all of, but you still need all the uh, VRs, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we did an episode on it. That was, uh, and, and I'm still doing, really? Like, I haven't heard of this before? I'm a <laughs> oh, good yeah, podcast you need host. every VR, basically. It's the most expensive deck you can build. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that crap. All right, so last one, and this is this is uh, the most bizarre. This is the <laughs> weirdest thing I have ever read: Progenitor Dragon of Regal Birth Megaloma. So for the Zoo Nation, uh, d- fucking listen if you didn't know what the first two are. And the last skill is when placed, dis- it costs discard two cards from your hand, and for one time during the next turn, 
When you would lose, return all of the cards from your hand and damage zone into your deck, shuffle it, put five cards from the top of your deck into your damage zone, and end that turn instead. What? And then it says perform all effects and roll actions. So, uh, first thing that I should clarify, because th- this is what everyone thought of, if your opponent is attacking you and they're, you know, they're hitting you for, like, if you're at five and they are hitting you with two crit, if you do this skill, when you put the, you know, five cards in damage zone, you have to continue doing the crit. So then you would then take your, you know... Seventh your, damage, your, technically. Quote, seventh damage, which is now your sixth damage. So well, you could still Miracle Heal. Yes, you could still Miracle Heal. Um, <laughs> another thing that this counters is, ironically, the Xeroth Dragon for Zoo Nation, where if the 99,999 thing hits you hits. <laughs> and, w- and auto-wins, it d- now it does not auto-win. So, All right, but if you do this skill, no one's going to fucking go into Noah or Zoa. Of course not. I'm just saying that that's a thing you can do. Um, but uh, what the hell is this thing? Uh, I, I, I don't even. So this this is the most bizarre card I've ever seen in this game. Yes. It is a loss replacement effect, which are pretty standard in some other games. But this is the first time I think Vanguard has ever seen one? I believe so. This is the first time v- Vanguard has gotten a Relay Soul or an Infinity Zero or uh, a Divine Serpent. I'm just listing Yu-Gi-Oh cards that <laughs> let you be at zero life points and not lose. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is very strange. The fact that you have to sacrifice your whole hand um, mm-hmm. in order to do the skill uh, makes it so it makes it hard to make a comeback... But, at the same time, after you have done this thing, uh, you then get to um, strike for strike free, for free next turn. Yep. So maybe you go maybe you go into something that has stuff you can do. Like when we get to the uh, premium collection episode, I'm going to bring this up again when we get to those three zoo clans. I think that those three zoo clans can make use of this to an extent. Um, but, oh. like, I, I also... I think any that can make use of a let's not lose right now button. No, but I mean, like, be able to make some sort of comeback instead of just mm-hmm. kind of floundering with no hand. Um, I think that you could... In theory, you could also just not pay the cost and just... Whatever. Just be, be a vanilla, like a sea breeze, and then have free stride on subsequent turns. Yeah. Um, great if you're behind, though. Like, if, if you're playing against Gold Paladin, they get you to five, and then you go into this, you're like, all right, fuck it, I'm hitting the nuke button. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody want to weigh in here? Cause, uh, I, I just don't know what to think of this. Like, It's like they saw Zoa and is like, okay, let's do the exact opposite of that. Okay, Zoa so- lets you auto-win. <laughs> let's not lose. So, in Magic, there's a card called Lich's Mirror, which came out in 2007 or something in a set called Shards of Alara. And it says, it's a five-mana artifact, and it says, if you would lose the game, instead shuffle your hand, graveyard, and all permanents you own into your library, then draw seven cards, and your life total becomes 20. So This card is, like, fairly similar. Yeah, Yeah, this card is, like, fairly fairly similar in the sense where, like, you haven't, you technically have, like, are not losing the game anymore, but you also have nothing. Yeah. Like, you very likely have, you have no cards, 
you're probably not in a great board state. And, like, I think the games in which this ability is ever going to be relevant is very narrow. Despite the ability being, like, really absurd. Yeah, I it, I find it very situational. Um, and especially if you're going to be paying, you know, the cost that's the same as your Vanguard. And for two of the clans in Zoo to make liberal use of Zoa, I think that that is, like, having to pay the cost for Stride every turn, In order, like, I think is more worth it to have to pay, you know, to pay in order to get a better chance of getting Zoa off properly mm. than it is to go into this and kind of, like, all right, uh, try to come back for them this, I guess. I, I think if anybody's mm. going to use it well-ish, it would be Neonectar, but even then, not quite. Yeah, but and also, this has a huge disadvantage compared to the other dragons, where it actually does nothing on your first stride, yeah. unless you're already at 5 damage for some reason. I mean, the real nightmare is you pay the cost, and your opponent's like, alright, I just don't even, like... End turn? Yeah, like, well, no, like, not even that, like, your opponent's gonna tackle the vanguard, right, and you're just gonna take it, and be still not in a great spot, like, I yeah. don't like, you're just paying so many cards, like, it's easier just to just guard it. Yeah. Unless you're behind. This is really good if you're behind. Well, it, but it, it, what, are the chan- what are the odds that it's going to turn the game around if you're behind, is my question. Yeah. What if your opponent decides to just harass all your rear guards and put you further behind? Um, I, I guess my point is, like, this card isn't going to protect... Like, if you're enough behind, this card isn't going to turn the game around in a substantial way, more than likely. Yeah, well, because in general, a lot of, like, all the zoo clans are rearguard based, with the possible exception of Mega Colony, depending on how you slice it. Um, like, you need rearguards to do things in Great Nature and Neonectar, especially. So, yeah, I think this might, I was like, what could be worse than the United Sanctuary one? Fucking, I guess we found it. Um, aside from a very, very narrow situation. Um, yeah. No one's going into this if they're ahead. I think the zoo one is the worst one. Yeah. yeah. Who's the best one? Uh, I think the Kagura one is probably the best one by a fair margin. Yeah. I, th- I think my favorite trend about this episode is Matt just calling the nation's whatever clan is like the most popular. <laughs> in that oh, you're right. Uh, sorry, what I meant was the zoo one is the, is the worst, and the dragon empire one is the best. Look, you guys, you guys know what I mean. I know, I, I know what you mean, but it's funnier to me because one of my favorite things when listening to a podcast is listening to the host get something wrong, and then you're like, "You fucking idiots!" And you're like, "I, I think I've made this joke in the past, and it's not mine, but I've heard it somewhere." The, Tell me the dark regular, the dark zone one is not a dark regulars card. Uh, <laughs> looks like a pale moon card. Does it? Are you sure? Does it though? He's got kind of that like you know glittery like you know white and purple. Almost looks like he's wearing a top hat, but not quite. Card. Like also, you see more dragons in pale moon than you do in uh, dark regulars. But uh, I don't know. I just think like. Uh, Dragon Empire is, like, the best one by a fair margin. Oh, for sure. I think that one's just the most flexible, really. Well, it just does what you want a card to do, really. Mm -hmm. It lets you just be done with resources and then throw them back. And then, as well, you get, like, the clans that 
bl- like in Dragon Empire that blow things up are everything except Nubatama and Murakumo, mm-hmm. and this you... do- this does that very well. Mm-hmm. So... Like, even they could use it for like yeah. coming back from behind. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So that like it, because it already does what you know three fifths of the nation wants to do, and for the other two fifths, it's like why the hell not? That's fine. Like <laughs> I'm okay yeah, right. with this. Yeah. Retiring units is just, like, never that bad. And, like, the mm-hmm. fact that you get to retire literally fucking everything. Yeah. It's like, yeah, sure, I'm good. Um, I think, and Matt's probably going to fight me on this, I think uh, uh, Arigarem is the second best one. Uh, that could be true. I think the middle, like, four are all really close. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I think uh, the... United Sanctuary, Stargate, Dark Zone, Magellanica are all, like, pretty close to each other. Like, none of them are, like, particularly impressive, except for the Dark Zone one in specifically Dark Irregulars. Well, not even that, mm-hmm. just because it has to see three things hit the drop zone to get your soul charge and your draw, mm. um, it means that if the opponent knows this is coming, they're just not going to commit to the board as much, depending who they are. If they're Gold Paladin, they're not going to give a fuck, and you can punish them like hell. But, um... It's it, it can be taken advantage of by the opponent. Now, a Rigoram, on the other hand, doesn't really care. It's going to give you plus twelve to your plus twelve to thirteen to your front row. Mm-hmm. You know, no questions asked. Um, I think yeah, I, th- I think you might be right in the sense mm-hmm. that a Rigoram, you're always getting like what you what you want. Like you always get what you want out of it. Yeah. And then another thing with uh, uh, Gloomy Dark is that it chooses, so, you know, in premium, there are cards with resist, or, you know, your whole board gets resist for whatever stupid reason, because Giera, um, which, that can just get around it. So, right. that is certainly a thing. Um, now, the fact that this is making it so that you can stride for free for every moment, you know, every turn after, um, what does this do for, like premium format in general are people going to be aiming for these the first stride like or bust or is it just like if you can slip it in while you can to start plussing every turn after what do you think i'm actually not sure because like i this the free stride is more of a long game thing or a consistency (laughs) thing and so like Premium being pretty fast probably cares less about the free stride thing than more than more than likely. And the fact that it's kind of hard to stride these guaranteed early because you need the same card as what's on your Vanguard circle. Mm-hmm. So like I don't see them impacting premium in a way where people are willing to play more slow decks because these things are hard to stride early necessarily. Yeah, and especially the only thing that can either get you ahead or protect you are uh, still getting used to the names Gilgal uh, you know Formido if the opponent you know committed early and unfortunately Megaloma (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah part of me thinks this came too late there is the factor of like being able to keep duplicates of grade 3s for rewriting for force and for gifts yeah and especially now with Gift 2, which, uh, go listen to last mm-hmm. week's episode if you don't know about that yet. Um, with Gift 2 being around, that means that, you know, like, depending which Gift you went into, maybe this helps with your offense, even. Or, yeah. Right. Um, like, hell, the Excel 2 thing, you, you start getting, like, um, 
Like, you know, it ends their turn right there. Let's say you, for some weird reason, happen to get get a, like, grade three off the draw or something. Now you get a new Excel circle, you draw a card, that's something. And then you go into, uh, what's his face? Um, the upcoming Stride and Premium Collection for Great Nature. And, uh, yeah, proceed to plus a bunch, because this is one giant teaser for the, for the Premium Collection episode. <laughs> um... Let's see. What clans do you think can make the best use of this? Like, specifically? Mm. That's hot. Well, I don't even know that Gold Paladin would make use of this, because their new stride just lets them stride even faster. Yep. Foreshadowing. Uh, (laughs) Agnos is too slow for Gold Paladin. Like, Gold Paladin is like, we don't need you. <laughs> yeah. We don't, they don't need free strides. They can already stride when you're still at grade one. Like, uh, it's like it's like hiring a librarian in a laser tag place. It's just not <laughs> really needed. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I think something like uh, Genesis could make good use of it because they commit a lot from hand. Mm-hmm. So if you just all right, I'm just gonna kind of you know shit out my board and then draw some cards and then. You know, start plussing from there. Um, I think Genesis could make good use of it. I think uh, OTT maybe to be able to draw back cards. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think. Shadows seem like they could have a, a good time because mm-hmm. if you're just going to wipe your board and get more stuff anyway, what do you care? Yeah. Um. Hmm. Royals, I'm not sure. I think... Uh, I feel like you would want to just stride normally, especially if you're doing Blaster Rush. Yeah. Um, now, another thing, like, about having to have the two copies of the Grade 3, like, any deck that can search Grade 3s just willy-nilly is going to have an easier time making use of this. Unfortunately, one of those clans is Great Nature, which is in Zoo Nation. And I, sh- I shed a single tear that Wrong I have one. the ability to help set this up better and not have good use of it. Have you considered getting a better progenitor dragon? <laughs> you would think, right? You, you, you would think that Great Nature would be like, you know what, I'm sick of this shit. Let's go over to Dragon Empire. Manadarm is, is an omniscient dragon. That counts, right? I haven't read anyone's reaction to these cards, so I assume that people really like Megaloma. But I don't actually know. Cause, um, just because the effect is so wacky, people are like, oh my god, it's so broken, or some nonsense, and it's just like, eh. I think anybody played... that loses a lot is going to like Megaloma, they're like, finally. Whoa. Yeah. Rude. What do you mean, I lose a lot? <laughs> I don't like it. People, I, or, or they just think the card will save you no matter what, which is mm-hmm. not the case either. Yeah, well, they know the ruling now. And I'm, I think that's one of the first things that came out with the stream. They were like, guys, this does not stop multiple credit things. Which, by the way, those are quite common in premium. Uh, that, <laughs> which makes me think that you might be kind of screwed either way. Especially with Force 2 gifts, everything's base crit too. Yeah. Great. Gets, uh, get ready to get uh, screwed up the ass. Um, wait, now- wait, wait, wait. You can play the... Uh- the Megalonica one with base crit 2 on some rearguard circle and just keep whacking them with the same rearguard circle over and over again? Oh my god. Yes, you can. Oh no. Beautiful. Great. Um, let's see. So, these things were made to be the antitheses to the Xerath dragons because Messiah and Gizeh 
fought each other in some lore thing that I'm not paying attention to. By the way, I have gotten questions asking if we're ever going to do an episode covering the lore. Uh, the only time that's going to happen is if I take a blow to the head and uh, Matt and Root Beer want to just see where it goes. Well, you guys assume I know the lore. That's well, what you I'm, guys yeah. are. No, no, no. It's one I, of those things where, where, like, your friend is doing something stupid. You're like, we should stop him. But we're not going to. But, we're but it's not too going funny. To. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how you get a lore episode. But, um, so they they fought each other, and, you know, Gizeh had Zeroth dragged into see, We can do the lore of Bermuda Triangle. Fuck no. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they fought each other, and then Gizeh had the Zeroth dragons, and the United Sanctuary has the Presenter Dragons. Now, let's say, why don't we go ahead and compare them to each other? So you have Agnos versus Ultima. Who wins? This is an easy one. Ultima. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. Um, I think that even, <coughs> even with, like, stand triggers, like, not being as good anymore, um, although using them for their effects is good, that Ultima mm-hmm. fucking wins. Uh, Dragon Empire... I think I'm going to go with Gilgal on this one. Gilgal is just applicable for more situations. Drachma is a very situational, maybe this will let you win. I think Drachma's pretty good. I just think... uh, Or he's better now than he used to be. What's weird is, like, Gilgal is just useful in every single Dragon Empire deck. Yeah. Like, you can't, like... I don't think you can construct a normal Vanguard deck where this card would not be good. I can't either. Maybe something that uses like a fuck ton of counterblast, but or no counterblast, like some mm-hmm. DI variant. Maybe. Um, like, what see. do I need countercharge for? Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, for Stargate, I think this one might actually be close to a tie-ish. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Stark being able to stand three times. Well, no, d- attack. Can it stand attack. if it never rested? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It attacks uh, three times yeah. at 36, especially with, like, Force or Force 2, where you just attack three times with a crit. Or if or Laurel with the doubled uh, yeah. doubled power. Now, I do think you have to consider the uh, the getting free stride forever that comes with each Progenitor Dragon, mm-hmm. because they're by themselves, the effects are not as strong as Xeroth Dragons, because they're not supposed to be. You're supposed yeah. to do them early, and the Xeroth Dragons are later. So just consider that in how you assess these cards, because I saw a couple of people being like, but but Stark is better. I'm like, they're doing different things for different reasons. You know. Um, all right, Dark Zone, uh, if this was late Jira and I could somehow see into the future Bioshock Infinite style, I would have said Dust. But uh, unfortunately, that is not the case because of how guarding works, and Formido takes the win even though it's also situational. Yeah. For me, yeah, but at this point, like the change to guarding kind of neuters a lot of dust's appeal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I still have one, so that's fun. Um, I mostly Rip. just use them as flip tar- flip targets for something else, <laughs> or if I ever decide to build Gize, which uh, again, that will probably be a Atlas takes a blow to the head episode. Um, Magdalenica. <sighs> Uh, I want to say uh, Megiddo because, like, both of them help you kill your opponent, but this one also costs a lot, so if you don't have enough grade 1 or lower cards in your hand, you can't really do anything with 
with uh, Valen Arena. I have yeah. an important question. Yeah. Which Megiddo? <laughs> Does it really idol- matter? It matters. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, idol Valen Arena win. <laughs> I mean, I could see it happening. That'd be pretty dope. Um, it's gonna happen. I'm not even sure why we're pretending it won't. Now, Mad- what's his face? Medido is like Grand Blue's win condition for the most part, so I'm going to have to go with Medido. Um, that said, I was playing against uh, my friend Vince's uh, Messiah deleters, and he was on Greydoll. And does anybody remember one of Greydoll's effects? Okay. It, nope. the, the, uh, his continuous skill is that the opponent cannot move... Rear guards oh, right. on circles, so that means like Medido is literally dead in the water. Um, I did not know this until I tried to ultimate stride against him, and then tried to move the Skull Drag into the back row, and he's like, "Nah, mate." And I was like, "Shit, <laughs> get, <laughs> yeah. fucked. get fucked indeed." Thank God that was not in a tournament; that was a casual game, and I know that for next time. And uh, if you need to guess on the zoo one, I'm gonna punch you in the face. It is Zoa all the goddamn way. Now hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> but what if I'm this? I'm. What if I'm that terrible at the game? Where? But what if? But what if I construct a situation where only Megaloma would win? That proves it's better, right? But Megaloma doesn't win. It helps you not lose. I think that's the tragedy of Megaloma is that everything else at least like helps you get closer to your goal, and Megaloma just stops the opponents from happening. Yeah, pretty much. And there is yep. a difference. You know? Not losing is not the same as winning. That's true. Yeah. The, the, this is like shitting your pants and throwing out the undies versus not shitting your pants. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much all the Zero or Zeroth dragons. Okay, that's probably going to be something I'm going to do a lot. Dragons. All the progenitor dragons and what we think of them. Now, uh, we will have the premium collection episode next week, so you can go ahead and listen to it and then skip the first half of it because you just listened to 40 minutes of this. Um, yeah. Where can people find you guys on the internet? Find me on Twitter, uh, at Wiggums, 2Gs, 2Gs. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. Yep, and uh, Plasma Eclipse does art that we occasionally retweet. Um, you can find this podcast at Nexus at Night. On Twitter and Instagram that I don't update very often because I'm a bad social media host. And you can find me personally at Atlas Novak, N-O-V-A-C-K, that is spelled. Um, as well, We I, I wanted to just make an announcement. Uh, I To anybody who was at the Springfest 2019, I was wearing a Nexus at Night shirt that I made. Um, that is going to be for sale in the coming weeks as well as a couple of other nexus core t-shirts so if you want to advertise for us and go into work and people are like what the hell is nexus corpse and you're like look it's like a game i play and it's a youtube channel for that game and just eat you know what go away <laughs> then then uh keep an eye on the Imagine- nexus core youtube channel because we will have an announcement there fully what Imagine we talking with your co. Imagine talking with your coworkers, right? <laughs> like it all, yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm happy that I mostly work alone. All right, until next time. I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. <laughs>